Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Ah, uh, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, goalies, coaches, parents, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm Coach Damon Wilson. There are stereotypical routes to professional lacrosse, and then there are stories like my next guest, Ronnie Fernando, a goalie who wasn't highly recruited, who didn't grow up on the East Coast, who played in the MCLA, and at one point was very out of shape. But through hard work, dedication, and a love of the game, Ronnie became one of the top goalies in our sport today, one of the few in the professional ranks currently with the Atlanta Blaze. Ronnie has an amazing story, and you're going to learn a ton, so enjoy this conversation with Ronnie Fernando. Before we get started, I want to read a word from the show sponsor, and that is the Lax Goalie Rat Online Camp. You've probably heard me talk a lot about what this camp is, and I've worked my tail off to make sure that this is the best goalie product available online. And the reviews speak for themselves. Let me read one. This comes from Chris the Cannon Wagner, a world kickboxing champion. Coach Damon, I want to sincerely thank you for putting out such a great tool to train my nine-year-old son to be a lacrosse goalie. After four years of playing midi and defense, his team needed another goalie, and to my surprise, Jack stepped up. So here I was three weeks ago, lost, not knowing a thing about how to help my son develop basic goalie skills. I binge-watched your videos and then re-watched and soaked it all in. In one of the videos, you made a reference to being a boxer, and, my, and I showed my son this, and he flipped out. I'm a, perform, I'm a former professional world kickboxing champion that never played lacrosse, and here you are telling my son to move like a boxer. He finally believed I could help him. LOL. Fast forward three weeks later, and Jax has been working with me each day to get better and better. He had his first two practices as a goalie and killed it. The coach could not believe his progress in such a short amount of time. Needless to say, he will be the starting goalie at a tournament this Thanksgiving weekend in Long Island, New York. Thanks again for all your help and for putting out such a wonderful, informative product. That's from Chris the Cannon Wagner. If you, too, want to teach your goalies how to play, head over to laxgoalierat.com slash goal. That's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. My next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast, Ronnie Fernando with the Atlanta Blaze. Ronnie, welcome to the show. Hey. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. I'm really excited to get into your story because you and you and I have spoken on the phone previously and and chatted all about it. But it's just an amazing story. And do you want to do you want to kind of start out uh, letting everyone know just a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into lacrosse? Yeah, you know, so I've been going on 18 years now playing. Um, it started when I was in middle school. Uh, growing up in Southern California, there wasn't a lot of lacrosse. Uh, it was very unheard of. You'd be lucky if you found a couple things that played against sports, but we weren't finding, you know, any sticks or anything anywhere really. Um, but a group of my friends, they uh, they had been playing for about two years uh, in middle school, and one day that you know I, I was never really included. And they were like, "Oh, we have lacrosse practice." I'm like, "Okay, have fun." Didn't know what it was, and then seventh grade came around. I started seeing it. I'm like this looks fun. I want to hang out and I want to play. Like I want to figure it out. 
So I remember my first stick, I went to uh, play it against sports in Mission Viejo and my mom got me an original Excalibur, STX Excalibur. Um, yeah, so picked that up, went to the park and uh, just threw the ball around. Started out very uncoordinated as a lot of people do. Um, yeah. And mind you at the time, I, w- I was a bigger kid uh, in middle school. Um, so running around, I got very tired. <laughs> as you could imagine. Um, but yeah, you know, I wanted to play, uh, my parents, they're Southwell or now it's adrenaline, I believe, but Southwell sports was the old adrenaline. Um, and they did clinics around in town. Uh, and I was, my friends like, if you're really serious about playing, you should go check it out. So I'm like, let's, let's go check it out. So I ever set up in a park. Um, I forget who it was at the time. Scott Hawk said maybe Alex Alex Cade threw me some gear and just started running around and uh let's just say I was definitely in a crowd of people I talk out like a sore thumb um couldn't really figure it out but as everyone did so my first year middle school was in eighth grade my mom signed me up played against Serrano Intermediate School and uh the kids were like oh uh I think Pat might ask you to play goalie I was like, why is that? I was like, oh, they're like, oh, well, you, we need a goalie. And uh, we thought you would be perfect for it. And uh, not really knowing why they said that, I kind of figured it out as time progressed. And uh, I was like, I don't want to play goalie. That's not what I want to do. I want to run around on the field. I don't want to stand there and, and wait for the stuff to happen. Um, so first day of practice came, my coach, I'm ready to play. He's like, great, try this on. I'm like, what is this? He goes, it's a chest protector. You know, for what? Because you're going to try to play goalie. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to play attack. Because uh, I knew I was, you know, I wasn't going to play midfield. I wasn't the fastest kid on the team. Um, and he's like, I, I understand, but just just try it on and uh, we'll see what happens. I said, okay. So he puts the chest protector on me and I'll never forget it. He takes the ball, puts it in his stick, throws it at my chest. And he goes, does that hurt? Like, no. How about this one? Do a little bit harder. He's like, does that hurt? It's like, no. He's like, that's probably the hardest you'll ever feel it. Does this hurt? a little bit harder i was like no it doesn't hurt it's like all right you sure you don't want to try it i was like okay i'll try it under one condition you know if if we're up ahead um and you know we're we've got some breathing room you gotta let me play attack once in a while right i was like okay well let's do that so that's kind of like my first introduction to playing goalie uh in lacrosse um i couldn't even tell you what year that was but it was in middle school way back so, so it sounded like you might you might have been one of those put the larger kid in goal type of type exactly, of exactly yeah but then that you really then you really um i guess fell in love with the position or really really got into it and and developed your game um you know, yeah get, what was that what was that like so sticking with the goalie position it didn't really happen until maybe my sophomore year of high school um I had made a couple all-star teams uh, going through. Actually, after my first very first season, I made a California U15 all-star team, and we went and played a couple of tournaments back east. Uh, and that was my first real experience with real lacrosse, which was interesting, another story. But from there, you know, just sticking it out and uh, playing different all-star teams and running around, I'm like, you know, I could, I could really do this. Like, this is something I kind of want to focus my energy on. Uh, we had been very successful throughout early in high school and it was like, all right, I'm just going to stop wanting to do anything else. And this is what I'm going to focus on. 
so about it, my junior year in high school, I was like, all right, let's, it's going to be goalie all the way. And um, I never really thought I would be, not that I wasn't thought it would be good enough. I just didn't think I was going to go to college. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't, I mean, not, I didn't apply to any schools really because I didn't think lacrosse was going to get me there. Um, and I just, you know, like a lot of kids out here, didn't really intend on it. So I just, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then, but then you end up did going and uh, to college. How, how did that, how did that play out? Or I yeah, guess you- so yeah, that's a, that's a longer story. I, um, senior year is about a week from graduation. Lacrosse was over. Everything was done. Um, no invites to camps or anything. So I was just going to plan on going to community college. And then um, I got an email from a coach from Newman University in Kansas. There's going to be a first-year startup program, MCLA Division Two. The school was Division Two NCAA. And uh, their plan was to do a little MCLA and then transition. <clears throat> and uh, I jumped at it because I didn't have any plan. I wanted to continue to play lacrosse. And I, on a whim, I just said, okay, let's do it. So I left, (laughs) I left California for Kansas and, uh, you know, I knew it wasn't much lacrosse out there and it would be a growing pain. Uh, and it was, but I went out there to play. It was first year stuff. You know, I'm not going to talk down on a lot of stuff that happened, but it didn't really come to fruition. Uh, team ended up folding before its first year. And, uh, instead of sticking it out in Kansas, I decided to just go home. Um, so I did that. I worked full time for a couple of years and put on some weight. Um, I don't know how much I put it on, but it was a lot of weight because I was just very sedentary. didn't do really much sports, play lacrosse here and there, but it was four years of just really nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I decided I wanted to change and I went back to college, uh, community college to play football at Saddleback. And I was a defensive lineman and I still had quick hands and that was that was really what kept me in the game when I would go to call, would, you know, play lacrosse eventually again. Uh, it was going into my spring semester. I was re- uh, registering for classes and I get another phone call bright and early. It's about 6.30 a.m. Um, from head coach Jason Lamb at the time, who was big in lacrosse around the time in MCLA and uh, just lacrosse in general. And he's like, hey, Ronnie, we have a first-year program, uh, Division II, NCAA. We need an extra goalie. I heard some good things about you. Would you like to come play? Again, I jumped up. I said, yes, great opportunity. That's lacrosse my passion. That's what I'm going to do. So I kid you not, two days later, all the matriculation stuff went through. And the next Tuesday, I was out the door driving to Colorado. Didn't know what the school looked like. Didn't know what anything was. Pulled into a campus and went to my first team meeting. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. And then ended up having a lot of success in, in, in college at the goalie position, which sort of led you to, I guess, making a run for the, for the MLL, I guess, if I could put it like that right? Or making the decision that this is something that one I can do and something that I really want and I want to work towards. Yeah. And that didn't actually really come to fruition until, um, to the end of my senior year playing wise, because I played tears at Adams state university. Uh, you know, I had some success there. Um, 
and I ended up, there was a co- coaching carousel that went on, ended up leaving the team, helped coach for a little bit with their goalies and just got my head into school. Uh, and then the week before graduation, head coach at Concordia, which is an MCLA program, called me up and was like, hey, I know you still have two eligible years left. You want to get your master's and come play here? And I said, sure, I would love to do that. Again, opportunist. I jumped at it and went. Uh, and then, so that's, you know, another two years off of actually playing competitively mm-hmm. and uh, just kept up training because I knew one day it would, you know, pay off. Um, but going through at Concordia was when I was most successful and I was able to kind of realize my potential and uh, I had a great uh, junior season and senior season. And one of my assistant coaches, he played for the Denver Outlaws at the time, Newt Cross. He's a local guy here from Southern California. And uh, he knew that after my senior season, I was going to be moving out to Annapolis, Maryland. Um, Cause at the time I was running some lacrosse stores and I was going to go out there and he's like, Ronnie, you're, going out there what are your plans for lacrosse and I said you know I haven't really thought about it just gonna probably jump on some men's club teams I know it's big out there he's like well you're gonna be in the hotbed there's four or five teams around you MLL teams I know how good you are I've been at that level you should have played division one lacrosse you should have done all this but here's your opportunity to show that you can do more than what you're actually been doing and I was like, great, you know, that's, that's awesome. I'm going to keep it up. So the moment I got out to um, Annapolis, I got connected with the right people. And um, actually, a guy you just talked a couple of weeks ago, Brian Phipps. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, I met him and uh, we really, I didn't, it's a funny story because I'm not big into names. I don't know who a lot of people were at the time. And I actually just ran into him and a mutual friend was like, hey, you know, that guy over there? I'm like. Yeah, yeah, we just started talking. He's a cool guy. He's like, yeah, that's Brian Phipps. He's like, Brian Phipps' name sounds familiar. He's the Bayhawks goalie. And I was like, oh, that Brian Phipps. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, let me introduce you to him. So the official introduced me to him. And we just, you know, talked it up. And he's like, let's start training together. He's like, what's your, what's your goal? What do you want to do? I'm like, well, I want to try out for a bunch of teams because I know I can compete. Um, that's what I want to do. He's like, all right, well, come down to Spalding High School with me, meet up with me, and uh, let's get some work in. So just started training and training even harder and harder. And, uh, you know, he really drove me to want to compete even more and be more successful. So that kind of is what led me into actually taking the leap and trying out for some teams. Very nice. Uh, Awesome story. Awesome story. I have a question about it. Um, It sounds like a couple times you've had like a, like call it an extended layoff, Um, you know, where, where it's a couple years. How do you get yourself back into it? mentally because especially you know maybe if you gained a little bit of weight and you're not like physically as sharp as yeah. you were like how do you how do you go about that what was your approach for that so my first four years off um like my first extended period of time off um i had the luxury i'm not gonna call it luxury i had a luxury of playing football which really allowed me to mm-hmm. kind of drop a couple pounds at the time going into community college i was um, just at around 320 pounds. Um, and that helped me shed some weight. I stopped partying. Um, you know, that's, that was, that was one thing as you can, as that people know, you know I'm not going to get into detail, but, um, yeah, you know, I started moving around more, um, 
got into that and my coach was like, you know, you can play, you're a good football player. I played in high school. You're a good football player. You have potential, be better, but we need you to lose some weight. So it's like, okay. So that's what happened then with the movement that came with that what allowed me really to kind of um, be prepared for the phone call that I got for to go play lacrosse. And it's like right, playing goalie. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you've done it for so long before um, you stop for a little bit and you, you might not have all the skill there. Your reaction time is down, your speed's down, but you know what you need to do, how you need to do it. And from there you can kind of just, pick up those little nuances and practice those little things. So I was definitely going into the first time after four years out was a little rusty, but my hand speed was still there, luckily. And I had a great conversation with Coach Lamb. He's like, this is what you need to do. This is how you can do it. And the mental part was really just staying focused on those mental reps and kind of remembering how to see the ball and, and whatnot. And those really those mental reps really help you kind of engage in getting focused and I think because I hadn't had the um, distractions on the field of getting scored on a lot and whatnot it was kind of it was, I was able to kind of just like go in stress-free pick it up and that kind of was was a good thing for me um, and then the second little time off I had was really just getting up to game speed mm-hmm. um, not really playing much game wise and just being able to see the ball game speed and seeing, you know, my attackers or midfielders take those hard dodges up top and seeing the ball at that game speed level. Uh, that was a little adjustment, but you know, I think once you start to see it, your body familiarizes itself because I had done it so many times before. Um, and I'm a big think I'm a real big proponent of um, being mentally ready, whether it's, you know, breathing, um, focusing, you hear a lot of guys, Marcus Holman, um, Adam Gittleman is a big guy. He does a lot of like kind of meditation and stuff like that, kind of bringing yourself into that zone. And that is what I really try to hone in on when, you know, kind of getting mentally prepared. Uh, so that's kind of what I like to, to do. Awesome. Yeah. I think it is many ways like riding a bike and, you know, after like I had a, couple injuries that I worked through in college and took a little bit of time off but it's like because I knew I had been there you know like I I even though I wasn't performing at the level I knew I was capable of I was still a little bit confident because I I knew I knew how to ride the bike it's just it's just a matter of exactly like getting those reps in like you said and and kind of getting back to that point so I think that's a good takeaway for anyone that's you know taking a year off or taking two years off uh you know just know that you're going to get back to that, to that point. It just takes work. Yeah. It takes work and persistence. Yeah. And persistence is key. And, you know, con- like you said, it's the, the confidence might not completely be there, but that'll come in as you start riding faster. You know? Yeah, exactly. You're not going to, you're not going to go off a jump right away. You're going to kind of build up to it. But <laughs> once you, once you hit that jump, you might fall off, but you'll, you'll get it. It's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's, uh, it's, it's worth the, it's worth the work. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about um, your style of play. So, you know, different goalies have different styles. Like how would you, yeah. how do you describe your style? Um, my style, I think it's, uh, it's actually, it's tough. To answer. It's, it's changed a little bit over the years only because over the last, you know, so many years, I've gone from a big guy 
to much smaller, quicker person. Um, I went from really kind of playing a little bit higher arc to playing a flatter arc um, and being able to come out a little bit, little bit more aggressive um, as I kind of lost weight, got my more footing underneath me. Um, but I'm one that likes to kind of, when I'm in the cage, I like to sit back and wait for the ball and, and, and kind of be patient about it. And I like to attack the ball very aggressively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, it's a very loose, relaxed. I want to say it's kind of unorthodox in a way, I think, because I hadn't had a goalie coach my entire career. I had, I had maybe one or two goalie coaches for a very, very brief amount of time. So all of myself is all of my play is self-taught. So um, I just, you know, I play a lot with what I do because I think the little critiques are great. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to play as loose as I can and, um, but stay aggressive. I want, especially when attack me come around, I like to give them a little show, like a mix between Adam Gittleman and Scott Rogers. Like Scott is a big guy. He'll, he'll he's not afraid to come up and just like Adam, I try to stay quick as possible, but you know, I try, I try to give my defense an opportunity, my offensive opportunity by, you know, trying to cause another turnover or something like that and, and try to do stuff like that. So it's, That's awesome. uh, yeah. It's kind of, um, you mentioned Adam and Scott. Are there any other goalies that you sort of look at and kind of take elements of their game and, 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 and put it into your own? Yeah, I think my, my very first goalie that I ever really enjoyed watching was Tillman Johnson. Uh, he, uh, I want to say University of Virginia, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, he, I was watching him there and, and then he played for, a, uh, for the Los Angeles Riptide, for LA Riptide for a bit. And I remember watching him and I kind of used to take some stuff away from him, but as I, again, like I said, I didn't have a goalie coach. I didn't have anyone to base my playoff of. So I watched a lot of different people. Um, but I like to take, and this is what I recommend for a lot of goalies out there who are trying to learn, is take something from a lot of different goalies. Yeah. Try to have multiple goalie coaches because not one goalie coach is going to have what's right for you. And that is what I kind of did. I took a little bit of everybody, different guys I watched, Tillman Johnson, um, while back again, Adam Gettleman, I like to watch him. Scott Rogers, when you know he he's big in in um, having a lot of uh, videos. He likes to put out videos, and I you know used to watch those different things and kind of adjust that to how I like to play. So that's what I you know that's what I like to do, and that's who I kind of really looked at. Um, outside of that, you know, there's not too many <laughs> goalies that I really actually watch because I like to hone in on my own game and uh, sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy uh, taking stuff from everybody. Same here. Same here. And even that kind of goes to my, my coaching right now. Like, you know, I, I've borrowed and stole different things from a ton of different goalie coaches and even sports coaches. Like when you think about coaching, it's like much bigger, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can steal things from great basketball coaches and great football coaches. So yeah, I definitely begging and, stealing and incorporating different elements. Oh, I like the way this guy sets up with his hands or I like the way he plays around. I like, I like the way this guy communicates. Uh, there's so many different elements that uh, you can 
you know, use from other goalies and incorporate into your yeah. own game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's, it's something everyone should kind of, I and mean, if you talk to anybody, to any goalie, you know, that's playing at a high level, they, they didn't do it on their own. They, they, again, they watch other people and they took little things of anybody's play and they made it really made it their own. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about is making it your own too, because just cause you do one particular style or Scott Rogers does one particular style, like that might not work for me because I'm yeah. like a much different goalie. So, but maybe if I alter it and, and make it my own, it does work for me. So that, exactly. that's a very good point. Um, this might be an interesting question. So with all your experience now, what, what advice would you give your, your younger self? Um, probably to stay more persistent at a younger age. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't get caught up in the distractions. Um, especially when you're so like, I see it now, especially I see it in different forums when I'm, you know, researching things, parents, high school kids and, and stuff like they really get distracted in the recruiting process. They get distracted and um, it's easy to get distracted, especially through the social media right now. It's, it's easy yeah. to get distracted. And um, I didn't really have that when I was younger, but it goes to say, no matter what age you are, you're going to have a distraction. Um, and it's try to, especially if you're super serious about it, like a lot of kids are now. And I wish I was more serious. I would tell myself to be more serious about it right now. Do right now, if you're going to be serious about it, what's going to prepare you better later on? Have a goal. I didn't have a goal. I just wanted to play and have fun, which was great because I still enjoy having fun. Like right now, I'm literally going to, like for my off-season stuff, I, I like to go to Concordia and I'm training with them. But I see the kids around and they're just so serious. And I just like, I just want to tell them, I just tell them every day, have fun, enjoy it. Like, this is so much fun. I love, I'll get up at 530 in the morning just to come and have fun with you guys. You know, right. so I want to tell myself, have fun, you know, enjoy it and set a goal and find a ways to work with it without getting distracted. That's awesome advice for, for everyone, really. That, that setting a goal piece is something I talk about quite a bit. Um, like I recorded a bunch of videos in a camp and it's like the first thing is like, you guys, you gotta, you have to have a goal. Otherwise, like at some point it's going to get hard or, you know, you're going to, I don't know, have a bad day. And if you don't have that goal, like front and center, you know, mm -hmm. that bad day wins. But if you can like, you know, I'm really working towards, I don't know, a college scholarship or I'm working to be a starter you can kind of like keep that goal front and center and that drives you, that motivates you. So I really like that, that piece of advice. Yeah, exactly. And again, I just wanted to say one thing I can, I think is very important. Well, going back to, especially the recruiting stuff, um, no matter what position you play, even especially goalie, because there's, you're only a lot, you know, two goal, like there's only two goalies that are going to get some work in, you know, at any level you play. And with everyone trying to get recruited, a lot of these kids are getting distracted in it. And I just, you know, it's much like watching another goalie. You want to, you want to show them up. You want to be better than them so you can be at that pinnacle, but that in, in its own will cause a distraction in your own play and you'll tend to get inside your head and that might cause you to take a step back. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, you know, like getting the scholarship is like, maybe that's your goal, but you got to break it down and be like, yeah. and kind of focus on the game. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. all right, in order to do that, I need to, uh, you know, I need to improve my off stick hip shots, right? In order to do that, I need to 
work out three times a week on footwork, three times a week on hand eye. So like kind of breaking down those goals to be like, exactly. like actionable lacrosse related things. Uh huh. I call it, you know, I call it the big screen goal. Like the, like the big picture is you want to, you're watching yourself in a movie, right? You know, you have the climax, you have things building up to the climax. Your climax is getting that scholarship. You're starting, you know, whatever, whatever it is, your goal is, you know, you can't focus on it. You know, it's there, but you can't focus on it right. because there's so much stuff that's going to happen between now and then that you really need to focus on. And, and, you know, it'll, it'll come as long as you focus on the little things, right. You know, it's the game of lacrosse is, is a one it's, it's full of different matchups, no matter what hypothetical matchups, you know, what are you going to beat next? Are you going to beat that next shot? Are you going to beat this person in a, one quick move like what what is that matchup that you got to beat first before you can get anywhere mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome point awesome point and the other point you mentioned at the beginning in that first answer was you know just having fun and enjoying it i think one thing you said like i would give anything to go back and kind of play with those college kids i would i would give up a sizable portion of my pinky finger to go back and have another <laughs> have another four years of eligibility in my prime, right? I'm in my late thirties here. So I'm talking about in my prime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny. Cause when I first walked into practice at Concordia on Monday, I'm like Ronnie, what are you doing here? I'm like, Oh, I just found out I have another year of eligibility and, and I'm going to play. But they didn't understand that. Like I couldn't play, even if I did, like I couldn't do it just because yeah. of the rules and stuff like that. But they were, they were freaking out. It was, it was hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, but the, the point, the point is like, you know, realize the situation you're in, that you know you if you're playing college ball or high school ball or whatever and you know it's it's over fast so enjoy it yeah it really is while while you're in there cool what uh what does your workout routine look like these days to get ready i see i see you um on instagram with a lot of footwork and a lot of um you know like uh what's it called the little stepper with weights type of activities what exactly what what do you do to, to train these days so I'm really, I'm really big on muscle memory um, mm-hmm. because when it comes down to it, your brain and your body is going to do naturally what you want it to do without even thinking. And that I think is great. It's huge in preparation because you might not be the fastest guy with your stick, with your hands, with your feet, but if you're going to do it and you do it with intention, then it's going to become second nature. So if I'm taking, like you brought up earlier, like someone, you know, might be working on that off stick hip shot. If I'm constantly with intention, making that step, whether it's with resistance bands, weights, uh, whatever it is, my body is going to tear those muscles. That muscle is going to tear those muscles that are being used for that movement are going to tear. And your body is going to react like that on a normal day. So if I'm in cage and I, without even thinking about it, my eyes kind of trigger that off hip shot coming. I mm-hmm. see the ball in without even thinking my body just makes that step. Yeah. And it's going to do it properly. You know, whether I, there's going to be times where it doesn't, but 99 at times out of 10, your body's going to make that step without even thinking about it. You know, so, and let me, and I'll show you an example. How many times you as a goalie and even all the goalies out here listening, how many times have you maybe been walking and texting or doing something on the counter, playing with something and you kind of like bumble it, you fumble it 
or someone's coming at you and you kind of just like step like you would in the cage. You mm-hmm. kind of just like step with your lead foot and your hands follow and your back foot follows. Like, has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like almost drop, like almost drop my phone and kind of like make a quick. Yeah, exactly. Save recovery. Exactly. That's, and that's your, your body's kind of like thinking that without you, you, you didn't tell your body to do it. It just did it. So if I'm reinforcing that every single day, that same thing is going to happen. And if I mix in, you know, a lot of uh, movements with my stick with resistance bands, it's going to just build up on that as well and make it even quicker of a reaction. So that being said, you know, I really don't focus a lot on, on weightlifting, whereas I do to like stay lean and, you know, kind of build what I need to just to kind of, um, just to kind of keep myself physically able. Mm-hmm. I focus, especially at my age, I focus a lot on resistance, mobility, um, making sure that I can have the ability to make those movements. Um, so it's a lot of stuff like that. And uh, I reinforce that all with just my practical game situation stuff that, you know, like those steps uh, with resistance stuff and just always keeping my mind mentally trained and prepared for any instance that I'm in the cage. So again, every goal is different and, you know, that's, that's the stuff that I like to do. And I like to work that out in circuit style training. So my body is always guessing I change it up every day. Um, and again, like I said, I'm up at five 30 in the morning. Um, and the first thing I do is I hit a nice 30 minute run, 30 minute jog. And I'm in the gym and I, people stare at me because I set up my stations, how I want to set it up. <laughs> and they're just watching me do these things and people will come up to me and they're like, Hey, what, what is that you're doing? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I just like to, you know, do this for this reason. And, um, you know, it might work for you if you're just like trying to, you know, have fun with yourself and compete, whatever you do. But yeah, this is why I do it. And uh, it's really interesting to see the reaction. That's cool. So just kind of digging into the details a little bit, let's say someone, one goalie wanted to set up like one of those circuit trainings uh, type of workouts. Like what, is there like four stations and what would those stations be? Yeah. So, you know, I want the things that I always have in my gear bag always. And this is stuff that I keep with me. Um, I always have a set of resistance bands, Mm -hmm. Um, just the big, I don't know what size they are there. Um, (laughs) Amazon plug. You can go, I got them cheap off Amazon. Yeah. Um, again, it, it, just enough uh, to go kind of around your ankles and your legs, get that proper foot position uh, without being a, not enough resistance to where it kind of sags on you. I keep those with me. Um, uh, the ankle strap bands, the kind of Velcro around your legs, a ladder and jump rope. Um, and what I do with these things, I will maybe take, I wouldn't say I have like a set of four stations, but have an idea of what two workouts you want to do at any given time and go back and forth between those. Um, but the one thing I would do is if I'm going to be working out my legs in one station and my reaction in one station, both of those workouts are going to kind of coordinate with that. So at one moment you're thinking about your legs and the next you're thinking about your arms, that's not really going to work. You're going to want to, you know, set up a station that is kind of like side lunges with those resistance bands mm-hmm. as fast as possible to kind of get your legs moving. And then the next would be um, 
I would like tie a band around a stationary object and my opposite leg and kind of make that quick step with one leg. So oh, I'm nice. kind of working both things and go back and forth. So it kind of translates to build that momentum and speed on that, on that one thing. Um, but the one key is again, doing it with um, intention and properly making that step. Because if you're, you know, if you're just doing it haphazardly and not with intention just to do the motion, you're not going to get anything out of it because you're not doing it properly. So you got to do it intentionally and properly. Yeah. Well, it's so true with any drill or, or workout or anything, right? I mean, if you're half-assing it and just going through the motions, you're not, you're not getting anything out of it. So Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I tell my goalies when I'm coaching them. Like, you can tell when, you know, you, you know, when they start to get lazy, they just kind of like, they're mentally out and they just stop, whatever. I'm like, you know, I don't care if you're not going to attack the ball at full speed. At least attack the ball properly. And eventually you'll do it at full speed. And then when you do it at full speed and you mess up, you're not going to be messing up because you were lazy about it. You're going to mess up because, you know, if you're doing it at full speed, you're going to mess up because you were doing it at full speed and something just might have happened. So that's what I want you to do. And that same thing goes into my workouts. Like if I'm feeling one day, if I'm feeling just completely out of it and I'm just like exhausted, you know, because I was up, I couldn't sleep one night. Um, if I'm going to go through those motions, I'm going to go through those motions properly and not you know, you know, half-ass. So I'm not getting anything out of it. Go through it properly. If it's full speed or half speed, make sure you're doing it properly because that's what your body's going to get used to. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, let's change gears a little bit and talk about the mental game. I, th- I think you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier in terms of getting mental reps, but what, what exactly do you do to remain mentally tough? You know, I always, ever since I started playing, my coach always told me, um, forget about the last one and worry about the next one. And that in itself is so hard to even, you know, you know, when you're competing, it's so, lots of times it's tough to get rid of that last one because who knows, that last one is probably in a semifinal game or a championship game, that one that just went by, just put your your team up or down by one. And I know, I know this, ha- this happened to me in national ch- uh, tournament a couple years ago, you know. I let one down. I might have easily could have saved and just, it's just, it stuck with me. And I was like, Oh man, that's the one. Cause I remember, I remember seeing the ball so vividly just come at me. And I kind of just like, I wasn't as patient as I wanted to be. And I kind of moved a little too fast because I got excited. I was ready to go. I saw it. I'm like, I got this Moved too fast. It was already extended. And the ball kind of just like trickled past me on my right hip. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I had that back. And then, you know, I could sit there and I can dwell on it all I want, but you, you really can't. And you just have to be ready for the next someone. And in order for me to do that, like I really have to set myself by just taking a deep breath. And, and I kind of try to find my balance in my breathing um, and taking those little breathing exercises. It really allows me to clear my mind um, and just kind of thinking in between each inhale and exhale. Cause that, that really will settle your nerves as a goalie because, you know, you'll hop in and you, you feel those nerves rushing through you and you're going to want to move faster than you want to, which really is going to keep you unprepared. And you want to try to find that center balance of, of nervousness. And to really accomplish that and stop yourself from overthinking, you really have to find yourself within your breath. And that's what I like to do. Um, you know, again, everything is done with intention. If I find myself thinking so much about that, 
you know, you, I mean, you got to do it, you know, when the ball's on the other end, you can't quite do it, you know, right away. So you have to just find that balance of intention in between breaths to kind of get rid of that and then see what's next, what you got to do next. Um, and really, if I see that ball go past me, I know I could have stopped it. I'm going to stop for a second and kind of re-step that step that I could have done better. Um, and that's going to allow me to know that next time I'll get it and then just kind of breathe and the next one I'll get. So that's, that's how I kind of try to do it. It doesn't always work, but you know, it's, it, 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 it does most of the time. So, uh, but what I was saying was, yeah, that that's kind of a message that's repeated quite a bit, uh, with, with the goalies is that, you know, part of mental toughness is kind of moving on to that next shot and kind of having a short memory. But like you said, that's very hard to do. Um, so having a little bit of a structure, like, all right, if I give one up, here's my post goal routine, right? I'm, I'm going to take a second and I'm going to think like, well, what, what could I have done maybe better? Right. Um, and maybe that's like even letting the defender know, uh, communicating a little better as opposed to like the safe movement. It could be that. So take a second, then that breath that you said, um, or just some sort of physical action. I, I'd like to hear is that when you breathe, is there a specific, is there like some more detail behind that? Is it like a couple, couple seconds in, a couple seconds out, or just, just like a couple deep breaths? Um, you know, if, if it's something that got really exciting, like, and I'm, and I'm like, you know, that out of breath or not out of breath, but like I was breathing hard. You want to just try to like, you might have to take one or two big breaths. You know, I, I really suggest just closing your eyes and just being stuck in that moment. You know, mm -hmm. I know it sounds weird, but this is stuff that I've read in books and kind of like practice, you know, um, but just like closing your eyes and just being in that very second and moment and try to bring your breath to like a normal breath where you're not exerting so much energy uh, is what I try to do because yeah. again that that will really balance your nerves and uh, just that nice easy breath to remind yourself that you're in the moment so yeah yeah I think that's great and then the other thing too is is just more of a mental you can give up five goals you know in a quarter and as long as you make that sixth save or, or that next save I mean you could win it for your team so exactly you know, that that's like a huge mental shift where you don't need to necessarily get down on yourself uh, for giving up those goals because it's very easy to go to go to negative town. You know, the offensive yeah. teams kind of in your ear, you can hear the fans chirping and, you know, you don't need to tell yourself that as well. Yeah. You know, as goalies, you know, it, it happens no matter how good you are or, or how good you feel or whatever. We're always going to have that one day where we're just not on it and you have to really kind of depend on your offense or your defense to kind of help you out and that is where you're either going to grow as a goalie or you're going to kind of take a step back because it's those days where sometimes all you need is one save yeah. you know or I'm like say one save but one more save than you already have because you know what we all get frustrated where we'll slam the post or just throw our head down or just yell inside because you're just you might not be seeing the ball as good as you want to you're not seeing beach balls that day your 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 feet are stuck in sand whatever it is you know you just if we let that take over ourselves then we we're not going to get that one extra save we might need no matter how you get it mm -hmm. and that is that's the difference between move, being in that next level and taking a step back 
So it's, it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, in your, in your coaching with goalies, what are, uh, are there any common mistakes you see kids making? I mean, when it comes to like, when it comes to stuff like outside of coordination, um, and when it comes to mistakes, especially when uh, you can't really get mad at younger goalies who are just starting out, but it's more of like, you know, the high school goalies, maybe college goalies, kids who have been playing for a while, um, who are, who still need that extra coach to kind of keep them on track. Lots of times what I see is, um, is probably – them not focusing as they really should um yeah and when i say that i mean it's like little things as to um not stepping properly being lazy laziness is the biggest thing i think laziness and goaltending um can really and i said it earlier you can you can be lazy You, you need an hour give yourself an hour if you're exhausted you're tired whatever just take that moment to be persistent in what you're trying to do make the step correctly if you're going to be lazy about it if you're tired just do the step correctly and go be lazy later you know just be in the moment right now and and just try to talk yourself out of being that tired or whatever you are you know just laziness is a huge thing because that's we, we, we can't be lazy as goalies yeah yeah well said Cool. Um, well, thank you so much, Ronnie, for coming uh, on the show. This has been awesome. What? Um, uh, one more question. What's your What's your weapon of choice these days? Your Your current stick setup. Current setup. Uh, huge drinking guy. Um, but you know, people. I I break them all the time. Uh, I I mean, they're my boys. Um, There's not a string king plug or anything, but um, I use the string king just regular grizzly. Regular grizzly shaft is very light, um, unless you know I'm throwing a check at somebody or checking somebody. Um, that's all I need. Um, but I use that um, sometimes the light metal twos. Uh, but I've been an STX Eclipse guy through and through. Um, so I use I got the Eclipse two on there. Yeah, and um, some top secret grizzly two mesh. Nice. And do you? Um do you set up like with your top hand kind of like gripping the plastic or is it like touching against the plastic or what's your, keep, what's your, I keep my hand up top loose, very loosely gripped. Sometimes just an open palm. Like I don't yeah. close. I mean, again, it's, it's all comes to your style of play what you want to do, but lots of guys they'll keep tight fist or down on the shaft, but I keep my, my throat just nice and open with the form of my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause when I practice a lot of hand eye coordination, I use my hand. If I'm using my hand, I'm going to mimic that on my head to get my hand there. So nice. that's kind nice. of the deal. Awesome. Well, cool. If uh, people want to find out a little bit more about you, Ronnie, where, where should they go? Um, you know, you can, you know, I'm sure you'll have my handle attached, but you can hit me up on my Instagram um, uh, at Ron underscore Tron 3000. Uh, there, you know, people, I'm very open person. I love, I love when kids try to kind of like ask me for tips and stuff like that. And I'll reach out and I'll make sure to answer everybody's you know, message because like me, that's what I wanted. So I want to give that opportunity to everybody. Um, so you can go there. I do a lot of blogs on uh, with foundation lacrosse. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of my own writing, but you know, you can find out a lot of me on, I guess on Google, I guess. <laughs> Just awesome. stuff out there, but 
feel anybody can feel free to reach out and uh, I'd love to talk to anybody. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Ronnie, and thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, man. Anytime. Yeah. Take care. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ronnie Fernando. His story is one of my favorite in our sport. From where he was at before to where he's at now, just unbelievable progress and goes to show you don't have to have that stereotypical background to make it and to advance to that next level as Ronnie has shown us all. Ronnie's a great dude. His attitude is unbelievable. He's always available for help and just a tremendous, tremendous pioneer of our sport. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. That's what we got this week. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, fall ball is upon us. Get out there. Get some work in. Be well. I'm Coach Damon Wilson. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.